0: What's up, DAW Nation? My name is Wyatt Troy, and welcome to episode 3.5 of Behind the DAW, where we usually interview artists and music industry experts on an emotional, philosophical, and artistic level. But as you notice, this is a .5 episode. And on these episodes, we take the audio from our YouTube series, In the DAW, where we invite artists to dissect their songs in real time, and we put it in a podcast form, so you can partake of it and listen to it on the go, and get that perfect combination of emotional and technical knowledge. And the best part of all of this is that it's free forever no matter what our only request is that if you enjoy this podcast and it's really helping you along your musical journey go ahead and check out the behind the daw patreon and consider supporting the channel for just one dollar a month if you have any feedback questions comments concerns or you just want to talk you can contact me at wyatt at behind all right daw nation let's get into it
1: I suppose the main one that first came to mind is the vocal, Um, because you're doing different. If I heard heard it correctly, you've got almost like different processed vocal layers at different points in the track. Like, was it was that from vocoding or distortion or a combination of that?
2: Yeah, exactly. So these vocals, okay. So it was like, um, I think it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and I lived in a, um, in a share house with three other people at the time. And they're all my really good friends. I was, uh, I set up a tiny desk, a laptop and two very blown rocket monitors when I was making this song. And I had a, uh, this this actually all these vocals were recorded through my old iPhone. Actually, where so it is my it is my voice, and I put on a um I, I downloaded some Resta kind of vocal pack, and I was going through it because I thought oh this is you know the sound of dubstep and, and really cool, but I couldn't find anything that suited. And this was a, a freestyle, so the whole yes 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 thing here, that was just freestyle. The yes, 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 it was freestyle and then I hummed out the melody of um, whatnot and I liked the, uh, I had already written the music, uh, the, the drop and whatnot and I knew it was an aggressive sound so I thought the lyrics had to match but as I said before, I wasn't really confident. It's not really singing, I think it's more of a chant. So um, when I did it, um, I kept it as simple as possible but I just knew I had to cover it with effects. So yes,
1: yes, yes. Um, there's
2: not too much on it at all, it's all Ableton you. except for Sausage Fat but that's pretty much so Ableton. Yes, yes. Yeah. Are these vocals yours? Yeah, that's me yelling into my f- into my phone. To be honest, I can see how it's, it's very much like it's smashed, very flat. I didn't realize that was you. This is an iPhone four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very high pitched. I was just screaming into a phone, really.
0: Yeah. So there's been a couple times that uh, that you and I we've uh, checked out some of your songs, and you said that you've recorded this or that with your uh, with your phone. I feel I found that when I do that with my phone. Things come out just like extremely thin. How do you prevent that? Or how do you fix that? You know what I mean? I'd say it'd be these ones. Make it warm
2: with synths down
0: here. Vocoder here. So there's that,
2: that, that one there. Or this one here. Which is this one here. This is, um, yeah, it's just a I'm pretty sure it's massive. And then... Um, and then I just chuck them through a vocoder. And that makes it warm, I guess, as... Well, I've already gotten rid of all the bottom end, but together, I guess it just fills it out. It's all about laying, making them uh, stacks.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I just didn't have any gear. Well, this one here is all the bottom end, which is just this here flat because I wanted the sound, like the intonations of the um rest of the words here, to f- to fill the gaps. So all these gaps here, I just wanted them to be. So I just kept this flat all the way through the whole verse. Obviously, cut all the bottom end.
0: Yeah. So this is this is you doing a uh, a Jamaican accent. <laughs> this is an Australian producer.
2: I am very white. Yes, I am very white, <laughs> except for my tatties.
0: <coughs> Dude, I had no idea. For some reason, I just I just thought this was like a vocal sample off Splice, but I guess Splice wasn't around back then.
2: <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Yeah, this is just um, completely raw. Would be. You want to see me today? My I'm just screaming into the phone. Which actually brings a natural distortion in itself. Yeah. Really cool. It yeah, it doesn't even sound good. But you just chuck on the basics, and then you get you, you get that room and chorus today? effect, I guess. Um, yeah. So the vocals were just yeah different, definitely different um, layers compared to like the start here with. Um, this bo- this vocoder at the bottom, really high. I guess it's really a high register. All these, but um, I thought better bring it down for the verse, for here. I just thought keep it flat, keep it in key instead of changing the notes per what I was singing, and let the um, actual raw vocals do the same. Uh, this one underneath is just effects, super wet here on this delay. It just carries out throughout. Yeah, it's not even. It's just. Uh, it's, it's not even that good. I, really, I kind of think now, but yeah, it's, it, it did. The, it did the job. It did the job.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it certainly sounded really good to me. So it's. It's. It's always refreshing when you hear a like a cool sound coming out of a, only like four or five layers instead of a giant like crazy crazy stack.
2: Yeah, it was just two vocoders and um, natural distortion from a pretty average iPhone at the time.
1: How, how did you do that main? I suppose you, you might call it a bass or, 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 or a lead or something, that main, the main noise.
2: On the drop. Yeah, yeah so the, that's the, this uh, one that's here. The drop sound, yeah. So the drop is a whole sounds like this. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. So, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to destroy ya.
2: Before, I'm not actually too um, crazy with sound design. I just manipulate sounds. So the OG is um, yes, Badman. That's it. That's the sample. So I um, I drag the audio in and I make a pattern with it, depending on sort of what I want to do. So I just drag it out. Once I had made the pattern, I dragged it into this sampler down here. Uh, the sample by itself wasn't enough because of the one note, so I just changed the pitch bend to bend it up so it just had a little bit more movement a little bit of character to it so yeah the original is just like a hard style kick you could say or it's a bit of a baseline and um, it's got a lot of it's got a lot on it to make it sound so cool so I just made um, a pattern I forgot what I did at the time but just made just a bit of a pattern. once I glued that together with the kick like that, I just dragged it into a sampler, an Ableton sampler um, here, and I knew it was flat. So, yeah, I just put some pitch bend on it, um, super pitch bend to make it really dancey. And,
0: that's the, that's the trick, and a little bit of EQ, and that was it. I was happy to make that. It's really, really tasteful. Like, I, I'm I'm really impressed. Now, is that is that pitch bend... Because That's not coming from the transposition thing, that's actually coming from the pitch bend from the sampler, right? Yes, the
2: original thing was just
0: like bum bum bum. Yeah,
2: so I just added the whips and the it gets quicker here because it's um the midi pitch bend sp- speeds up the notes. And yeah, I just thought it was good enough to repeat,
0: <laughs> yeah, and then again and again and again that's actually a really 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 cool technique because you're right most of the time it's like oh you have to spend 14 hours designing 17 gigabytes worth of sound and then you go through and grab the ones that you like the most and then you throw all those away and make new ones and then those are the ones you actually use in your song where you're like screw it here's a cool sample i'm gonna make a cool rhythm out of it i'm gonna throw it into a sampler i'm gonna pitch bend it voila you know what i mean like it looks like it's super dope dude there's no denying it's super dope no one is going to listen to this song and be like, this is a super cool song. And then find out, how, find out how you did it and be like, this is a super stupid song because he didn't design the sound. You know what I mean? Like, it's dope. <laughs> In your samples on the side where it says Dragon Ball Z, King Kai and Goku, can we please play that? I want to know what it is.
2: Sure. It's a scene from Dragon Ball Z episode, maybe two or three.
1: You really mean it? Oh well, Of course. Like first.
2: There's nothing crazy. It's just a scene from Dragon Ball Z, the cartoon.
0: I've never been this proud of you before in my whole life, <laughs> dude. Like, Dragon Ball yeah. is so close to my heart. <laughs> this is awesome.
2: That's so funny. My 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 argument would be that there are so many, uh, there's billions of producers out there who can make who could have made this sound from scratch, and like who do, and they and they're amazing. And I'm only so much of a producer. I'm a I'm a bedroom producer. I taught myself off YouTube videos. So um, I make music for fun, and not. And there's so many people out there who, you know, do it for what is it? The traditional art of sound design, and you have to do start from scratch, like a complete raw sine wave, and then design your Skrillex lead. (laughs) But um, uh, I mean, that's just perhaps just not me. And I, um, and showing the simplicity of this track, I mean, I mean, it's simple in in a way. Like there's really nothing to the drums at all. Like a snare here, that's obviously nothing kicks and some stuff like one of the most simple beats ever put down and some vocals this is the whole drop i mean people can spend two weeks writing their drop I mean, there are some crazy intricate drops out there that you just think when you hear it you go oh, oh. Well, in my opinion for me not for anyone else i can't speak for anyone else i hear something and i go i just have no idea how they did that I just have I've just got zero idea how that drop was made or created, and then you can watch a five-hour tutorial on a serum sound design, and you just I just get blown away. But personally, it's just not my thing. I just um, I don't always rip samples. I do a lot of um, I do a lot of using synths and manipulating presets. I mean, that's as far as my sound design goes. I could grab a preset and then manipulate it for about a day. Make it unique. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. I mean, I'd I'd hate to think that I'd put a song out there and then. 99% of the comments on SoundCloud are, oh, you've used Cymatics version, you know, Nightmare, like mm-hmm. preset number 16. Like I'd hate that. I'd never do that. But in saying that, I like to, Um, I, I'm not the full sound design guru nerd who sits in his office for you know 10 days on one synth that's just not not me but you can i hope that this explains that they're still able to reach some kind of cool track with simplicity
0: it's kind of like a standing joke with every episode that we've had so far do you have anything in this project that is cymatics
2: absolutely not this is two and a half years old i'm pretty sure the guy from cymatics wasn't even born yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) what reverb was that snare going through was that couldn't quite pinpoint it because there's a it's quite quite a cool one the the main the big main snare yeah
2: oh, man it's frozen it's completely frozen it would have meant to be honest with you i'm a huge fan of drum room i have no idea no, what processing was on it because I, I do it all the time and i just yeah it's completely frozen
1: <laughs> do, you, do you find you normally use multiple reverbs or always just the one reverb in a track so this is a question i get a lot and this is actually what i got last
2: time i did a video with you Wyatt you know how come i individualize everything including drums i don't do grouping i don't bounce anything I don't use A and B reverb or delay I like to individualize everything I think that multiple reverbs is kind of important I mean what I use on do you mean like um, that's this snare compared to this snare sort of thing is that what you mean
1: yeah definitely
2: if, if I was to do this again I probably put on like a reverb, and um, I like the simple delay a lot. I like the how wide it gets. I, I love. I, mean, I know it's already frozen there, but yeah, I, I use multiple delays, but I, I individualize everything. I think this should be different to every other sound in the um, in the track, in the whole track.
1: Definitely, yeah. And, and I saw you saw you just put that simple delay after the reverb. So was that was it? Was that to make the reverb wider? Yeah, yeah. It makes the whole
2: sound. Um, this one here.
1: That's cool. I don't don't think too many people do that. It's a cool idea.
2: Well, it's completely wide. So on, on the left here, it's six milliseconds. After and twelve.
1: Yeah, I, I just think it's, it's really cool how. I mean, when I, I first heard this track, it didn't it didn't didn't strike me as a like an exceptionally simple project. If, if you know what I mean, so I think it's it's really cool that people can see that. I mean, I mean, there, there weren't like forty different elements, but at the same time, it still sounded like a complex track. If you know what I mean, so I think it's it's really cool that people can see. While, while, while sometimes yes, it can be cool to have one hundred and fifty tracks. It can also be cool, and and you can s- s- certainly get away with twenty sometimes as well. So I think so.
2: But some of the beats I've written have been no more than six, and and they sound crazy but then i write tracks that have like 120 different tracks in them and then you think oh it just sounds like a four-piece band but i um i think it might be the syncopation of this song which might make it sound a little different it's not four to the floor it's it's like not it's it's triplets within uh, the, the realm of um four, four timing so like the whole element And then mimicked by the sub at the bottom is actually a a weird syncopation that doesn't suit what people are used to hearing. And that might create a level of difficulty, which you might just assume goes into like a difficult project, but it's one, two, three, four sounds.
0: (laughs) That's insane. I never thought about that before. And you actually, you're probably like the first person that uses triplets religiously that I've ever met. You know, many, many projects that you've shown me, I'm like, that's a triplet. That's a triplet. That's a, Like that's freaking sick. It's. I feel like it's something that's not used or underused, I should say, extremely. I, um, I just love it.
2: <laughs> I just love that triplets and I love syncopation I'm done properly. Not that I'm the only one who does it properly. I just I just like it.
0: Yeah. We have a a standing not rule but standing tradition on the show where you know once we kind of more or less get done with the questions with everything, we ask you Would you like us to to give you our feedback on the song and, and kind of <laughs> tell you what we think about? It? You know
1: what? Let me open something different. <laughs> that, nice. that looks, better, that looks better, much more organized than most people's projects. To be honest, like normally it's like dubstep ten. Oh, yeah. and, um and I I end up like starting oh. tracks and I and I and I call it like 110 BPM like banger or something and it will end up 170 BPM and and chilled, So it would like, nothing ever
2: yeah hey, um, I've misplaced my mic stand so currently my um USB microphone is sitting in a shoe at the moment and I'm leaning towards it so so I've seen both of what you guys are using and I'm just looking yeah. at my my shoe thinking wow. <laughs>
1: I think that's what Dave Pensado does on Pensado's place, he uses the shoe to to back-bounce his mic, yeah. All right, this
2: is my MIDI for the orchestra at the top. So there's my left, I mean my right and my left, and there's my 12 millisecond delay to make it wide that you can't hear. <laughs> and then we... So there's, our, there's my top melody um, here, nothing crazy, and then the bottom end, uh, brass and strings. Really simple notes that you can see here in the midi, exactly the same. And I've got Batman strings down here. Batman being, they sound like this. Every Dark Knight movie ever starts with this for like five minutes. And I think it's awesome. And then orchestral hit, which is a sample, brass and a choir. And I think it sounds just lovely. is really simple um it looks like a sample but it's midi that i've frozen from a uh plug-in here called the big bang
0: which i love you were telling me about this about this i i i've never heard of it or have ever seen it before tell us a little bit more about it yeah it's one i found from a guy who
2: did he does the music for i think it's league of legends i think that's it yeah he did this thing a sample pack called drums of war
0: oh there, there's the cymatic
2: stuff i knew it yeah <laughs> I, I am guilty, and I don't oh, even dude, care.
0: is dope. Like,
2: I mean, they're they're successful for a reason, right? They do yeah. some pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that that plugin is just um, it's just like I said in that last thing. It's just a whole bunch of really cool ec- epic war drum sounds, big timpanis and ta- taiko drums and whatnot. The rest of my percussion is pretty simple. That's just like maintaining the beat, if anything, like a, a, a an organic metronome. Um, these are all frozen MIDI. Drums, here, yep. Oh, and cymbals. Um, impacts. Obviously, that sounds cool. There's nothing. It just cut the bottom end, 80 hertz, eighty hertz down.
0: Most of these risers and impacts and everything, these are all coming from uh, the, the Big Bang thing that you showed us?
2: It, it is. It certainly is, yeah. And some sub, and that sounds kind of cool. And again, this is in triplets.
0: This one, this whole thing. One two
2: three, one two three, one two three, one two three. 2, Just has a nice swing to it. Um, moving on to... Oh, yeah, something I wanted to mention. It as a counter melody here, which I think is kind of cool. Um, all the way, oh, step th- 30 to the right and then to the left. But those the o- octave down. I don't know
0: what a counter melody is. Can you know that is?
2: It's just another melody that sits on top of the main tune that you'd, you'd call this being the main here. I just have something that I'm um, creating more of a character, you could say. I mean, it's obviously much busier. It has the same, the notes are played at exactly the same time. They line up, sixteenths, there's nothing special there. But the notes are different. This one's uh, an octave higher. It tells a bit more of a story with the scale. It just puts more notes of the scale um, in and then an octave left and nice and wide here, negative five, negative 12 milliseconds. And it just creates a more busy atmosphere around the whole melody here. Which lines up here with the shakers. <communal noise> if the same intonations, it's the same timing. Just swings and swings and swings all the way through. <coughs> <coughs> A bit of dynamics, just bring it right down. For the build-up. The most typical EDM build-up ever. <laughs> Volume rises. Yeah, a couple.
0: Ah, here we go. Now I'm a bit.
2: are just as important as what the synths are doing so these are my fills here i grab these off the machine library machine being that little jump pad that i bought they just have the coolest noise honestly they're just amazing all authentic real like there's it almost sounds like there's five microphones next to every hit every time and it sounds amazing no reverb no realistic but It adds the note of um, the note, the tonality. Adds that that feel. And this taiko by itself, again, nice and short, but I don't want the reverb to come from these. I just want the authentic um, sound coming through. Now it's sounding a bit fuller and a huge hit here. I mean, you can hear like a crunch after this. I just think that sounds awesome. And then the last ton, just to fill. And you can tell it stops really suddenly. So I put in... Instead of a snare, I wanted, like, I wanted to treat it like a drum kit. But instead of a snare, I just replaced it with a real taiko hit from from Machine again. It almost sounds like it was on some massive like Japanese dance war thing on stage. I don't even know. That's a bit Middle Eastern. So you get the... Um, instead of it being a drum fill from a studio drum kit, it's a bit, I guess, from a movie, a bit cinematic. And I just repeat the whole thing throughout. Oh, and reverse drums because you need to lead up to something all the way through and then a more of a fill here I mean that—that I'd say that's 50% important as the kick and the drop here which is pretty basic kick I mean that's nothing special but I did pitch it down for It's not necessarily muddy but I like it to be a little bit different I mean I read the original kick Sounds cool, but it's nice and thumpy. But this is like, I guess it has, in my opinion, more of an edge to it. My ghost kick is just for side chaining, so that doesn't really matter. It's always turned off. Um, My drop. Oh, that's one serum note that I froze and then just shaped the volume. Um, So I use serum, and you know what? I can almost guarantee it's Cymatics. Let's check. Yeah, Jaws for Serum. But look what I did to it so much. So let's hear. Let's hear. I'll I'll play the preset by itself. Let's have a look. I guess most people hear that and want the whole boom wa They'd want the whole womp of the sound is, or the whole filter. They'd want that. So I just put all the uh, bottom octave and I'm only tapping it. I just want the first hit. I don't want anything else. So all my MIDI is really short in the grand scheme. I'll just glue that together. All my MIDI is nice and short. Uh, your triplet syncopation here and you can see that I've just shortened the triplets there. Yeah, just to give it some character and triplets but it sounds lame by itself i just wanted a tiny little bit a little bit brighter compresses my side chaining against this ghost kick here so it just dances between the kicks there's not really too much going on but it does enough at um 15 it does enough to just duck behind the kick i love these choruses and this changes the note completely like it's a completely new sound now you can't you can't pick that as a semi preset. bit of oomph i don't know how much let's see 10 not much at all And that's dry and then my effects are the same thing um, with reverb, way brighter. Uh, We're gone wide but I changed the timing so it doesn't clash with the the main one. And some more delay upon the first simple delay with the reverb. High quality, no bottom end, 60%, really short decay. You can see how weak that sounds, but it's really necessary because without it, the drop is dry. There's nothing here, nothing at all, especially here when the phrase ends, nothing. And then you just rely on that fill but with it in you can hear it fills in these gaps nice and you can hear ta, 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 like that all throughout these gaps and it just yeah it makes the drop sound a lot more um, uh, rounded i guess and this here is just with an amp that's just a sub drop I'm pretty sure it's a vengeance actually yeah there's the og one i just shaped the volume put an amp on it
0: i feel like amp is so upgraded. it's so yeah, it it's freaking awesome
2: Totally. And then um, I think it, I like it on the first beat because you expect it to kick um, and then keep going with four to the floor, but it just it's just a, f- a little refresh before the, the typical pattern.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Breakdown of the drop. Um, okay. So what I did, this song actually took a while to write. Um, I'd say this took me about four or five hours and then um, I usually sleep on it. And I, I remember hearing just this build up and it literally went to nothing but a kick. And you're right, that um, idea took a little while. I had a, a bunch of hard, trappy, screechy sounds um, originally, but I just knew that, well, in my head, I wanted to feel like it was still a scene from Lord of the Rings, like still a fight, but all of a sudden it was based in the movie The Matrix. I just um, I thought keeping everything, I like to keep everything, um, everything's real deep and dark, and that's the, kind of the point. I mean, I think it's about keeping the same atmosphere throughout so that it doesn't sound like two completely different songs glued together. This is all what I'd call cinematic orchestra-ish kind of melody. The drums are the same all throughout. They're all those big, huge war drums. And that that obviously ties it together. There's no synths. um, There's no like new age sort of stuff up here at all, Um, except for like a sub drop. Just like, yeah, just this one here. It's the only thing that's, I guess you could call new age. Um, And then moving into the new age here, keep those war drums, keep the timing, but keep it all deep and dark. Keep it all a response to this call. If this was the call and it's like, I want to know what's going on. And you want to say what's going on. It's like, we'll keep it in the same tonality of um, the deep and dark atmosphere. I reckon that's, that's kind of the best way I could explain that it would sort of uh, transition with this build up. Oh, and uh, having this like all orchestral and, um, Percussion being so organic. The only thing I can sort of think it's this impact here is that that's pretty electric. Fall down bubble from practically any major laser song would be the introduction of, oh, it's electronic music. And then straight into electronic drums with no mucking around. One tiny reverse tier. It's just like suddenly we're at a festival instead of watching a movie. Then, yeah, that's it. Uh, I reckon that's how I um, was able to tie it together. Okay. The biggest problem I had with this song was this sample here, which is an actual song. Here. Egyptian horns. Um, I got a filter, so it's going from nothing to something. This right here. Um, I did change the pitch and I have frozen it since, but it is actually the exact sample that RL Grime uses for court. I was like, oh, it's a different key and he's used a different section but they're the same horns and he ripped from literally the song Egyptian Empire I mean the horn track from Egyptian Empire he grabbed the same intro I've had this forever I just thought it was so cool like I I picture the movie gladiator sort of when I just hear that I think it's just so cool and raw The rest just came naturally. I mean, I just hear it in my head, and I do my best to put it on
0: on that. As far as like me giving you any feedback on this, the only thing I can really say is this is amazing. Like, this is really really cool. I have nothing to criticize you on. Like, really, just I'm starting to see this a little bit more, and I feel like as time goes on, what you're doing like with like this orchestral, cinematic, bass crossover or electronic music crossover, whatever you want to call it, I feel like it's gonna. Become more and more popular over the years, just because it's so cool. Like it's it's such a good idea. You know what I mean? It's I I, I really really like it.
2: I don't mean to um, I don't mean to break your heart so much, but I don't actually plan on ever releasing this track. I um I wrote it and I love it playing it. But do you remember that track I showed you the other day? I'm just going to play the chorus really quick. This song here. This is actually the direction that the Arcane Echo project is headed. It's not finished, so it's a, just a rough draft. I'm just going to play the chorus, and then you'll see why I can't release something like this, and then this in the same world. I mean, I could, but it'll confuse all the other people who are even close to interested. At the moment, I don't have too many people interested at all. But with this kind of stuff, I mean, it's hip hop, it's pure hip hop, and I love writing it. I really do. I love writing it just as much as I love writing this. Um, Performance-based, I'm lucky enough to do a whole bunch of shows where I get to sit in front of a crowd, and I want to keep them just as happy, and that's where I think this comes in. So this would be the chorus and the verse
1: intro. I
2: know what you I you do, I know where you've been, and I've been told about you. Say what you want, we all know about you. Sorry, about we were wearing a blindfold and said uh, we're showing this drop. And then we'll show the other one. You think they're all the same? This isn't um in a producing sense. I mean this video is based on producing and songwriting. But um in a marketing sense, in a in a PR sense, um the Arcane Echo brand has to have some consistency and I've been lucky enough to have a career as you can see here, based on trap pretty much, primarily. Trap and dubstep for destroyers, two years, two and a half years. So it's all trap and trap and trap and trap. So I'm just converting my uh, career career into um, a little bit more artist based, a little bit more hip hop, being a performance of not just heavy trap songs, so to speak. Which doesn't mean I won't stop making this. I love writing this, and I play it in shows. Honestly, it was the intro to one of my, uh, it's the intro to one of my shows. So. I think it still goes well, but release-wise, I'm not entirely sure.
0: In that case then, since I don't have any feedback on this just cuz on this specific track just cuz it's so amazing, what I do have is for on your hip-hop side because I've been rapping for about 10 years, so like that's that's something that I've like really tried to like deconstruct and figure it out. So the only thing that I have to say about that, because you kind of, you know, like in that one, you're kind of, you're kind of doing the rapping thing, but you're kind of doing the singing thing, which is super cool. Like I I love that so much. My only thing that I can uh, say about that, actually two things I can say about that. One of them is like a, a, a practicing thing. So here's a cool little tip that I tell people. If you can rap a song at 16th notes, you can rap it at any, any interval basically. So like, so what you were singing there, what you were singing, rapping there, it wasn't 16th notes, which is totally cool. But I tell people this all the time. It's really not that hard to rap. If you can do anything at like, you know, like Tech 9 style, where it's just like 16th notes, you can rap anything at all. You know what I mean?
2: That's a really good idea. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, if you can play the piano blindfolded, you can play the piano anytime. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's really cool. And I, um, I think I might give that a crack. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. And, you know, that... <laughs> You, you increase is a lyricist and also, like, as, as the skill makes your flow clear. Not your flow is not clear at all, it's, it's extremely clear. Um, just <laughs> a nice little tip I like to give people that are like getting into that just because it, it helps out a lot, you know. Um, and the second thing I want to say for for workflow, which I, feel, I don't feel like you need it in this, it's just a cool little tip. And, and, and whether you know about it or not, have you ever used vocal line before?
2: No, I'm not sure what that is.
0: Yes, okay, so. Vocaline is an insane plugin. It's it's made by Synchro Arts, I believe, um, and so it's it's really really awesome because basically what it does is so like uh, let's say that you know you're wrapping a line you know uh you you write a really cool one, like i'm sick of it i'm living in a vision that is sickening you know like that kind of a thing and you're like cool i want to double on that so you go on to the next track and you're like i'm sick of it i'm living in a vision that is sickening and then you kind of do that as a doubles but at the end of the day it's kind of like you know like if, if this is your if, if this is your main track and this is your dub uh oh, they're pretty the same but the, uh, you know i need to go in and like cut them and, and move them over and everything not anymore because vocal line It's just like, here's the main, here's the dub. And it basically lines it up perfectly. But because nothing can, you know, yeah, but because, you know, you can never do the exact same performance twice... It lines them up timing-wise, but tone-wise, it creates a a really good double, if you will. So for rapping, this is insane. Like, it's unbelievable. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, totally. That sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, dude. It's amazing. Highly encouraged. It's also, it works really, really good for, like, singing vocals, so you don't have to go in and, like, change the timing and everything and cut things up and move them. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I reckon I'll um, definitely have a look, yeah.
1: Uh, see so yeah, when i first heard this track i, I think it was on that edm prod, uh, edm prod podcast no I'm, you know, i mentioned that a whole bunch of times now but i was actually listening to it through my phone speaker i i know the track's not really designed to be played back through like a, a tiny iphone speaker i found the drop section only really got me super excited when i heard it again through big speakers which i'm, I'm sure is, is is entirely natural uh, based on where you're supposed to hear the track but yeah if, if, if there's any sort of like production things you can throw in just to make it also translate through the tiniest of speakers it could be cool but i, I must admit i can't think of any really easy ways a, a, apart from just yeah throwing almost, almost almost like changing some of the sounds potentially but uh yeah that, that was just just one one, one thing i, I did notice because the intro sounded really cool through the the phone speaker still
2: yeah totally i think it's um much higher tonality they're, they're all in the high octaves a lot of melodies going on and then in the drop it'd be hard for a phone to compensate for what is it like between 80 and maybe 200 hertz. not yeah.
1: like 120 this, it's like you lose, like, pretty much every all the lower. If I remember correctly, like I, I think I lost all the body from the kick. Like, you heard all the high frequencies and stuff, um, but then you uh, lost all the, okay, so you, yeah. you lost all the body of the kick. So, all of a sudden, it kind of felt like half the track was missing, even though I, I knew obviously because I, I, I know about production that there, 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 there should be a kick there. As, as, as I say, for a, a, tr- a track in the club, that, that's never an issue, it's just purely for, for phones and stuff.
2: Well, I mean, when you uh release a track, being an artist and wanting to put a track out to the world, I'd assume that 70% of them are listening to it through phones an iphone or a laptop speaker firsthand anyway and that's going to be their first impression of your track and that's yeah. kind of unfortunate but that's just how
1: it is i think i think definitely I, I, I didn't listen to the track through laptops that's that's probably going to be the more important test because i think yeah you're right Lo- loads of people listen through laptops first but not too many listen just purely through their phone speaker so then yeah that would be that would be one thing to, to, to double check i suppose
2: or car which is just yeah. as offensive yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I personally find cars can sound wildly different. Like mine's got a really weird hole, so it's it's like really good from like forty to sixty, but then it's got nothing to a hundred. It's really strange. I don't quite know what's going on there. Oh wow, that's crazy which means that some songs completely fail, like just completely, completely fail, which is really, really peculiar. And I've had, I've
2: been completely disheartened. I remember writing a beat and thinking, I can't wait to show my friend who's got two subs in the boot of his car. I think I wrote it in B flat, which is just appalling key to write in for this music. And uh, when it finally got to the boot, I was excited about it. it was just completely gone, just completely empty. Nothing I obviously didn't do it very well. And I, he's just like, oh yeah, you might want to work on it. And I remember thinking, how could it sound so good in my headphones and then so terrible in an actual, system but the world of mixing and mastering and engineering is just crazy i mean that's just a whole nother that's another thing
1: there's no real perfect mix either i think that's one misconception that some people have there's always going to be compromises well i
2: remember being six months into it at the age of 21 22 and thinking you got to be kidding me what's the point of it i don't understand anything i'm looking at and when I watch a YouTube tutorial, I have to watch the same sentence five times just to copy the same drop down menu that he was doing. But cliche as this sounds, just stick with it. I mean, it is a brand new language when you open up a brand new door and you're, and you're having a look at everything. It is a brand new language. And it does take time. And everyone wants results right now, yesterday. They want to be awesome yesterday. And in saying that, when I started, there wasn't as, as cool things as Splice, as many YouTube tutorials as there are right now on any sound in the entire world that you want to make. Um, I hope everyone's learning what they want to learn and making what they want to make. And they're not thinking that, oh, Chainsmokers is number one, so I'm going to be number one. I hope that's not the case. I hope I hope they just don't give up when they come across their song and they'll compare it to, I mean, don't compare, that sucks. But my advice is to just push through for for years. I mean, literally years before you think, this sucks, I'm done. <laughs> because a billion times have I, I still think, oh, this sucks, move on. But like, yeah, definitely don't give up.
0: I have a, I have a final question for you before I ask the final question. The whole thing is like, about not comparing, it it reminded me of something that that Nick Sherwink said. So Nick Sherwink, he's he's a teacher at Icon Collective shout out to Nick. He's freaking awesome. Um, But he told me something one time. He's like, you know, in our industry, comparing is one of the most important things. And it's also one of the most self-destructive things you can ever do. Because so for example, we live in an industry where you have to compare all the time. Is this song as loud as this? Or how does this stand up sound design as far as this? Or how does the vocal sound? or, Or so on and so forth, whatever. You know what I mean? You have to compare a lot. But at the end of the day, where most people don't catch it, is you are never supposed to compare your self-worth to someone else you as a human i'm totally going into like dad cliche mode but you are special you are unique to say that i am more important than multiplier or arcane echo or or anyone is completely false you know what i mean it's like it's absurd and it's the same backwards to say that you are more important than than us is 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 the same comparing your self-worth comparing your potential it will it will only make you sad it'll only make you depressed it'll only make you pissed off
2: totally totally well, I think you can, um, okay, it depends how you look at it. You can compare for inspiration. You can compare to to strive. Um, I, I still do that. And when I found out that The Weeknd is one year younger than me, I admit I got a little bit upset. This is what I was talking about at the start of this, like success is what you think it is. And that's so fortune cookie lame, but it's true. I mean, you you can compare to strive, but if you compare to judge, I mean, that's pretty bad.
0: Now, my final question that I have for you, and this is something that we ask everyone who comes on the show. Um, Yo. Is, is so let's let's take this uh, session. So we've we've kind of spent a little bit more time in here. This this orchestral base thing we got going on here. If you could go back in time and you're you're sitting with yourself on like the first day that you're working on the song, what advice would future you give to past you? about this song? You know, like, what would you tell you to avoid? What advice would you give? You know what I mean?
2: I'm, I'm quite comfortable in saying nothing. I'm, I'm happy to say that I wouldn't go back and say, you shouldn't do this or waste your time with this because everything I do, I learn. And if I, I spend a couple of hours making those screechy sounds, I learned that they suck. I mean, I wouldn't go back and say that. Don't muck around with screechy sounds because my next project or two, I wouldn't have learned what not to do with screechy sounds. So, I mean... I'm, I'm quite happy to say nothing. I'm, I'm okay with my learning process for this song specifically. If you talk about my whole career, then maybe that would be a little different. This song, I'm uh,
1: I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Nice one. Thank you. Oh,
0: you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Dog. We really hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy the questions that we asked or would you have liked to hear different ones? If you're listening to this on iTunes or any other podcast related app, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. And if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, make sure to like, comment
1: and follow. And we'll see you next time on Behind the Dog.